coming up on this episode of the MD and Chef Team Show. <laughs> I love this book, Arise and Shine. How did, did God give you that title? Yeah, he sure did. Well, he gave it to all of us in Isaiah 60 verse 1, I believe, yes. where, you know, every time we all want the good things. We all want to be shiny. We all want to arrive, but you have to arise before you arrive. You know what I mean? Like you're going to go through things. This is just the world that we live in. You're going to go through things Mm -hmm. and it's arising. It's coming up from those things that were meant to keep you down. And like, that is where you get to release the things that have been meant to tarnish your shine. You know, I believe that we shine because we reflect the glory and the brilliance of the Lord. Like that's where our shine comes from. It's not, you know, prideful to shine because it's not about me. It's about what I'm reflecting. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show from the, the MD, MD and Chef team. team. I'm Dr. Isabel, medical doctor here at the MD and Chef team. And who are you? And I'm Chef Michael, culinary nutrition expert. I'm the chef part of the team. And what are we going to talk about, babe? Now, I can say that because he's my husband. <laughs> yes. Well, then we'll be talking about marriage, relationships, parenting, intimacy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We'll talk about mindsets of success, overcoming depression, anxiety. I'll be getting into functional nutrition, recipes and tips from the kitchen. And we're going to both get into how to live a long, healthy, vibrant life. Yes, I love it. Our mission is to help you prevent and reverse disease and give you hope in the process. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. We We like like to have fun, fun too. (laughs) So let's Let's get get on with the show. Hi, everyone. It's me, Dr. Isabel on the MD and Chef team. Thank you so much for your time and for being with us here today. As you can see, Chef Michael's not here but it's me and Julianne, and we're going to share a lot about what Julianne has gone through. And I just want to say that when Julianne Kirkland discovered that she was pregnant with quadruplets, she was asked to reduce, determined to bring these four lives into the world and become the mother of six children, because she had two previously. She started the Oh My Quad blog to document her journey, which reached over 300,000 viewers, listeners, readers. While on bed rest, she joined the John Maxwell team and continued to grow her salon business. Today, as a speaker on world stages, which is where I found Julianne, and author of this amazing book, Arise and Shine, which I want everybody and I encourage you to read. It's amazing and it's very encouraging. And she's also a life coach and she's our life coach here at Doctor on a Mission with Chef Michael and myself. Julianne helps ambitious women rise above life's overwhelming obstacles to create their ideal future and manifest abundance through faith. And the reason she can do this is because she's had many obstacles to overcome. So she's speaking from experience. She's speaking as an authority because she's been in that pit. And that's what I want to share and talk about today. Thank you, Julianne. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. You got your water. I got my water. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. (laughs) (laughs) So as a medical doctor, I know from my side what it would be like for a doctor to say, you have to reduce. You need to Mm -hmm. consider to reduce. 
because of the complications that we know from the medical standpoint. You, on the other hand, being pregnant with quadruplets, how did that make you feel? You know, Isabel, this whole experience of being with a doctor that just saw me as a patient and not a person, I thought, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Like this, this is it. This is the person that's in charge of my care. This is the highest doctor in, you know, maternal fetal medicine in town that I can go to. Like he's it. And he's not even talking to me about my babies being babies, they're fetuses and telling me, well, you know, statistically this, statistically this, that was really hard. And when I ended up going to Augusta, where I was sent away to be at the best neonatal care hospital in the state of Georgia, and I got a doctor that saw me Mm. and referred to my babies as babies and was like, absolutely, we're going to get you and all four babies. Like, we're going to get y'all to the end. And I was like, okay. Like, sometimes you just need hope. And I mean, I understand that doctors see a ton of people. (laughs) You know, it's a lot. It's a lot of people that come through the door. But I mean, Isabel, you know, because you are one of those doctors, you were able to connect with people. And when those connections happen, how life-giving it can be. Literally life-giving. I had all four babies. That's such an important message. You know, connection is so important, not only to medical doctors, but to everybody. We need a connection. And, you know, in the medical profession, we're taught to put up the wall, you know, to protect. So how long did it take for you from, you know, being told, being asked to reduce before you got that new doctor that gave you hope? I think there was like an eight week period between you need to reduce me saying, no, I'll punch you, dude. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Getting sent down to the hospital in Augusta. So there was that, you know, just trying to, I can do this. I'm going to hold them in myself. I'll do it. I'll strong arm it. Right. And then like, you can only do that. And then you really need medical help to stop premature labor, (laughs) which I went into at 23 weeks, I went into premature labor. And so I went to the hospital in Athens and they were able to stop the labor. And then they met with their attorneys and said, we don't want you in this hospital. You're too much of a liability. And that's when I got sent to the hospital in Augusta. And so again, to be seen as a person and just infused with hope and encouragement, it was very life-giving. And in your chapter, I think it was chapter two, you shared about being, well, you named the chapter lonely. Mm. Can you talk to us about what that was like? There's a quote in there that I, you know, I pulled out because I'm all about brain health here at the MD and Chef team. And, And one of the specifics, one of the main contributors to good brain health is productive thought management thinking good thoughts. You had written when anger, fear, depression, anxiety, doubt take over. I had to intentionally change the course of my thoughts. Yeah. Can you share with us what was going on in that lonely period in the hospital? Cause you were put to strict bed rest, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, I sure was. <laughs> I did. I felt so alone, even though I was never alone. Cause I had four babies in my belly But I didn't feel like people understood. I didn't feel like, you know, I had two young kids at home. My husband was back at home. My team was back at home. My church was back. Like my life was not near me anymore. 
you know, I had to do things like open up the curtains on the windows to actually let light in and to be intentional to, even though I was on strict bed rest to still make the most of the movement I could do and really focus on, okay, I know this is what I'm feeling and there's a lot of hormones going on, but what is the truth? Who does God say that I am? What is his promise? What can I choose to focus on to kind of change the way I was feeling? That's what happens, right? Our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings create our actions. And so being intentional about the thoughts I was choosing was huge. So how did you go about doing that? Because you were at bed rest for how long? I was on bed rest from 23 weeks to 31 weeks in one day. <laughs> uh, that's eight weeks. That's a lot. It was a lot. It was, eight, it was a lot. Eight weeks for people like you and I, bed rest is right. we're yeah. alone with our thoughts. So like you're alone with your thoughts. And that's did- where blogging came in. You know, I felt like, okay, this is my way to get it all out. Mm-hmm. You know, so much of what we visualize and have anxiety over is an unknown future. And it's like, we're creating so much more drama in our head than's actually happening. (laughs) So when you can actually get it down on paper and take a step back and see a new perspective, it really helps to shift your thoughts and be like, okay, it's not, it's not as bad as I was making it out to be in my head. Like if I can visit a future why not choose to visit a positive future? Exactly. Be intentional about the image you're holding before you. Yeah, absolutely. And the blogging, John Maxwell says something magical happens when you take your thoughts to paper or when you take your thoughts and put it in front of you. I mean, it's facing you. You're looking at it. Yeah. And it, I mean, it goes back to scripture. You know, we're told to write the vision down. That's always been true. There's Mm -hmm. something that happens in our brain when we put pen to paper, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, again, it's seeing it. I also like to speak out loud, (laughs) right? Because then we're hearing it, you know? So it just, it kind of hits you on all levels. If you keep everything up in your brain, like, are you kidding me? That's a disaster waiting to happen. I, I know. And that's why it's so important for brain health. For that contributor of having productive thought management, you just need to teach people how to have productive thoughts. And I'm sure with your coaching, as you have with me and Michael, you've helped us with our thinking. Yeah. You know, like, where are you going? What do you want to do? Right. And just asking yourself, like, what do I want? Like, what do I actually desire? Mm -hmm. Most people don't even go there. Because they've, they've had conditions and circumstances in their past that are preventing them from dreaming and desiring bigger and better things. Yeah. And and they feel like they're protecting themselves, you know, when they're not thinking, Oh, that could never happen. Well, you know, we got this thing called the reticular activating system in the back of our head. If we've got something that we want to reach for, it will help you get it. Yes. So I encourage everybody to get it out, you know, can't just let it live up in there. Absolutely. So you speak out what you want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I speak it. I write it. I work towards it. I do, too. I go for walks. Luckily, Mm -hmm. I get an hour every day to go for a walk. And I speak out what I am, who I am, what I want, where I'm going, you know, nice and loud. 
Nice and, and loud. Luck. Yeah. <laughs> so God hears it. So I go, not right. God, God, it's me again. <laughs> That's right. You, you said we have not because we ask not. Well, we're knocking, knocking, knocking. That's right. Are you afraid of having Alzheimer's? Well, you don't have to anymore. You see, the most up-to-date medical research now shows us having Alzheimer's is an option. Yes, you heard me right. Having Alzheimer's is an option. You can learn how by having your very own personalized pre-code report. Now, you're probably asking me, what is a pre-code report? Great question. Pre-code stands for preventing cognitive decline, and the pre-code report shows you what unique areas you can start working on right away. All of this has been made available by my genius mentor and medical doctor, Dr. Dale Bredesen, who has been researching this for 30 plus years and wrote the best book ever called The End of Alzheimer's. Having Alzheimer's is now an option. There is hope. For more information on how to get your pre-code underway, look for the link in the show notes. Now, back to the podcast. So the babies were born. Yep. Babies were born healthy. They were in the NICU for 10 weeks. And, you know, every doctor said there's no way they're going to come home at the same time. They'll trickle home depending on you know, when they can, they have to like sit in a car seat and have all the monitors on them and make sure that they don't drop in any of their stats mm. in order to be able to go home. Right. Well, their chest at this point is the size of an index card. They're tiny. I had to go buy new car seats because they were so small and the just regular baby car seats that we had were too big. They weren't small enough. And all four of them came home on the same day. And I was like, ma. <laughs> so there was no like adjustment period. It went from having, you know, constant NICU care to, all right, mom, it's all you. I'm home. <laughs> We're here. Let's do this. Wow, Julianne. Remember what God says. He only gives us what we can handle. So he must have thought you can handle this. You know, and I feel I... <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, let's talk about that for a second, Isabel. Yeah. <laughs> It's just not true. Um, <laughs> he gives us what we can handle with him. Right. You know, and I think that's such an important distinction that everybody needs to hear. Because if you're operating under, okay, I have to handle this. God's not going to give me something I can't handle. You're going to like fail miserably. You're going to hate the process of it. Like failing is fine. I'm not against failing. But not learning out of it, not coming out on the other side, like that. No, thanks. Nobody wants that. Right. And so if you're trying to do everything in your flesh, if you're trying to do everything in your own strength, all on you, it's too much. Are you kidding me? Gross. No, thanks. And so doing it with God and utilizing his power, that's when you can do it. I totally had to learn how to surrender. I had to, you know, hear Matt and I trying to feed these babies. It would take them a full hour to eat and they were eating every two and a half hours. So it was just like, ah, 
(laughs) We don't even have much memory of that first six months because we're awake all the time. And we finally were like, we can't function anymore. We have to hire a nurse to come in during the, you know, 11 p.m. to the 4 a.m. time slot so that we don't die. (laughs) You have to understand your capacity Mm. and you still have to take care of yourself. And that's what we did. (laughs) That's a lot. And like, I so get that. I had to hit the wall and understand that I can't do life without God either. And yeah, yeah, you have to surrender and just say, God, help me. I can't do this without you. And that that is a humbling experience. Sure is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. I mean, it teaches you so much about every obstacle you're going to come against. You know, right. I will never have a quadruple pregnancy ever again, like God willing. I mean, I had those organs removed. So let's, yeah. <laughs> just, assuming, I'm going to stand on that pretty firm that I'm never going to have a quadruple pregnancy again. But what that taught me oh. was so much about the world, about my relationships, about perspective. I mean, it just, I'm so grateful for that experience. I never, ever, ever would have imagined it for myself. I never would have asked for it. (laughs) Uh, That wasn't in my like realm of understanding was even a possibility was having four babies at one time. But the life lessons, the business lessons, that that one experience taught me, you take those moments from the really hard things you go through in life and you apply them to every other area. And it makes a blueprint, right? A roadmap for overcoming obstacles. And though every single person I coach and work with, not one of them, I'm coaching to have four babies at one time. But I'm using the lessons that I learned from that to help people overcome fear, anxiety, doubt, delay, right? All of those things that I learned through that experience. Yeah, exactly. Because yep. you wouldn't have learned that those lessons without that experience. Right. And it's so cool that you can see that because not everybody sees that, you know, like that's what happened. That was my mess. And this is what I learned from it. And wow, I can help other people. And that's why you went ahead and wrote this book, right? Right. <laughs> and I and love this book. <laughs> I love this book, Arise and Shine. How did, did God give you that title? Yeah, he sure did. Well, he gave it to all of us in Isaiah 60 verse one, I believe, yes. where, you know, every time we all want the good things. We all want to be shiny. We all want to arrive, but you have to arise before you arrive. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to go through things. This is just the world that we live in. You're going to go through things. Mm-hmm. And it's arising. It's coming up from those things that were meant to keep you down. And like that is where you get to release the things that have been meant to tarnish your shine. You know, I believe that we shine because we reflect the glory and the brilliance of the Lord. Like that's where our shine comes from. It's not you know, prideful to shine because it's not about me. It's about what I'm reflecting. Mm -hmm. And that's where Arise and Shine comes from. Like you have to overcome things in order to like get your shiny. (laughs) Yeah. 
so good. That's such a positive way of looking at it. And I love this quote that you have here at the end. You go, no matter which pain you are experiencing or have just come out of, know that if you have breath in your lungs and a thought in your mind, there is hope. Hope is the best medicine. It's the anchor. Yeah, Yeah. to to help people. And that's what I love about your story is that there is hope. But you got to go through that struggle. You do. And the thing is, you know, Isabel, I mean, you know, the story of my dad, he was, he died of Alzheimer's at just 63 years old. And and that is a a big part of this book, but that really taught me the power that we have in our thoughts Mm. because he lost his ability to think the connections weren't there anymore. Like his mind was actually broken and it was going through that experience. I'm like, I am never going to take for granted my ability to choose one thought over another. And it's like, as long as you have that, you can create, like we were created to create. You can create the life that you want. Bottom line, we are in control of our thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. That's the bottom line. But you got to take care of yourself, you know? And that's, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what you do. Yeah. You help people to take care of their brain because like with my, <laughs> oh, my dad, it got to that point where it didn't, his brain didn't work. Right. You know? And so you're helping people hit it on before that happens. And that, Thank oh, you. That's so Thank powerful. You. Only from the life lessons I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, before we land this plane, I just want to ask you, can you give our listeners three action steps that they can implement today so that they can start winning today? Oh, First and foremost, don't delay, you know, choose one thing daily to really move the needle forward of where you want to go. There's going to be doubt. There's going to be distraction, but move anyway. That's number one. Don't delay. Mm -hmm. Number two would be choose your thoughts accordingly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, I don't want to just slap a smiley face sticker on everything that happens and be like, oh, I'm choosing positive. However, you can choose to find good in every day, even though all day, every day might not be good. Hmm. And so choose your thoughts accordingly. And the third action step to really start moving yourself forward right now is, yeah, visualize the life you want. Uh And I mean, you think about it and you say, okay, what does Julianne want her life to look like in 10 years? How is Julianne going to show up in relation to her children? How is she going to show up as a businesswoman? How is she going to show up as a woman of God? How is she going to show up as a wife? You know, and think of all of those areas of your life and then reverse engineer that and be like, okay, well, here I am 10 years leading up to that moment. How do I get there? What does that look like? Those are my three steps. Yes. I'm about to cry because that is so true. Where do you want, where do you see yourself and reverse engineer? Thank you so much, Julianne. I know that we'll probably do another podcast another time, but before we go, can you share with the listeners where they can reach you and what you're doing now? And yeah, yeah. This will all be in the show notes too. Excellent. I'm most active on Instagram at the Julianne Kirkland. I love communicating with people. I love connecting with people. And so Instagram is the best way to do that. I'm also on Facebook, Julian Kirkland. And then my website is www.juliankirkland.com. 
And that's where you can listen to the podcast, get information on my in-person events and things such as that. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming here. It's been lovely having you. I love being with you you always. Yes. Love you, Isabel. Love you too. Thank you everyone for being with us. And until next time, focus on how you want your life to be. Okay. You're in control of your thoughts. Imagine that. Like, where do you want to be a year from now, 10 years from now? You know, I'm looking at when I'm a hundred, so that's possible, but the work starts now. Okay. You're in control of your thoughts. Thank you so much. And remain unstoppable. Bye for now. Hello, Chef Michael here. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you subscribe to the podcast and left us a review.